everybody and welcome to the Empathy Podcast. My name's Leanne Butterworth and today we are talking about empathy and social media, in particular TikTok, which is my new favorite app, with Dave Shaw, whose handle is Hello Dave Shaw. And we talk about empathy and mental health and what it's like to be TikTok popular, the pressures, how to take care of your mental health whilst having fun on the app. Now, I had so much fun recording this that I've put up the whole interview video on my website, which is empathyfirst.com.au slash interviews. And you'll be able to watch some of Dave's TikToks on there where he's dancing and singing, as well as our outtakes where Dave's cat Maisie makes an appearance. So that's at empathyfirst.com.au slash interviews. But today we're talking to Dave Shaw about Empathy, social media, TikTok. I hope you can join us. This is the Empathy Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Empathy Podcast. Today, we're talking about empathy and social media, um, in particular, empathy and TikTok. And we're talking to Dave Shaw, who I found on TikTok because I'm a middle-aged woman who watches TikTok. Apparently, we're the fastest-growing demographic of TikTok, but that's fine. Hello, Dave Shaw. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me. Dave, tell me a little bit about yourself, your journey, and how you came to find and love TikTok. Okay. And even what TikTok is for those people who don't know. Yeah, sure. Okay. Where to begin? So you can probably tell I'm uh, English or British, as I'm referred to constantly on TikTok. And during lockdown, uh, I was working from home and um, didn't have a lot to do in my downtime. So I was looking for something to use online to uh, actually to do an exercise with uh, some music in the background. And the only app available to do this that I could find on Google was TikTok. So I downloaded that, uh, did my thing, put it on Facebook. And and then uh, over the coming days and weeks, I kept going back to it because uh, it's a fantastic kind of time suck, if you like. It's probably the wrong word, but it's very entertaining. And once you start uh, looking at it, um, you just scroll on to the next video and the next video, and they're 15 seconds or 60 seconds long. And before you know it, you, you've lost waves of time. And I was watching these people and thinking, oh, I could do that. So I started um, for my own entertainment, doing things like silly lip syncs. And uh, a lot of people, to my surprise, started watching it and then following me. And before I knew it, I had all these people and um, I I kept doing it because it was fun. And I was getting this kind of uh, reward loop, almost, if you like, because I would put a video on. People would say nice things. I'd enjoy it. And then I'd do another one. And it was something to do in my spare time. Uh, so it helped keep, keep me sane. And um, yeah, this is this is how it all, it's kind of gone from there and just kept growing. And at the same time as I joined, uh, I think a lot of other people were in a similar boat in lockdown. So we're looking for something new to keep them entertained. And um, TikTok uh, traditionally has been, had a very young audience. It's been the young person's uh, app of cho- social media app of choice at the moment. And throughout uh, lockdown, I have an explosion in kind of people more my age. I'm in my late 30s. Uh, lots of people stuck at home, nothing to do but uh, homeschool the kids and drink wine. So um, I think that had a large influence on me suddenly amassing this big follower base. 
very quickly and it's kind of gone from there i think um the the people of my generation are now maybe there to stay or at least for a bit longer so we're, we're all having fun much to the upset of a lot of people's children who are also on the same app so there's there's a few things that people do on TikTok. they can do educational videos or they can do motivational mm. or they can tell stories or they can show their dog or their cat yes so what is it that you do and what do you think is brings your audience to you what do you think they like about what you're doing it's, a, it's an interesting question yeah you say they can do anything um the key ones seem to be lip syncing um because TikTok has a lot of uh, kind of uh, sound bites that you can lip sync over which is very entertaining um, especially if it's a voice that doesn't match your appearance. Then you've got the really good dancers. Then you've got the people with ridiculous six-pack abs and things. I say ridiculous because I'm jealous, but um, they take their tops off and uh, walk around and they get lots of likes. Um, and then you've got the very funny people. So it's what's interesting is you can have almost any genre of content on there as you would with the tv or or the internet it's got a very broad appeal and once you start liking particular types of videos the algorithm will then select other videos that it thinks you will like and it tailors the appeal of the app to what you're doing um me personally uh, i'm not sure what my appeal is exactly because um like i say i just started making these videos well i still do for my own entertainment but i think people like that I've been growing as a TikToker in my ability since I started. And when I joined, a lot of other people have just started watching these things. And I, I look like I'm having fun with it because I am. It's not mm. um, It's not arduous. I'm, no, I'm not there to sell an idea or an ideal or, or anything like a lot of people get on Instagram and it's a bit overwhelming with all the beautiful people mm. lying on their glorious uh, <laughs> sun lounges. <laughs> No, it's, it's just, it could get a bit depressing, can't it, when you're shut in a house um, yeah. during uh, quarantine. But um, no, I just fool around. And um, I think people like that, in that it's not uh, as polished. Um, they were looking, I think, for someone that um, they could relate to. And I think I think yeah. I put that across quite a bit. Plus, um, I'm quite good at lip syncing, <laughs> I would say. It's, I've, I've said previously that... Um, I may have said this to you last time, but there's something called a triple threat in entertainment where you can sing, dance and act. And I'd refer to myself as something called a partial threat where I can lip sync quite well. I can dance a bit if you give me long enough to learn the, um, the <laughs> moves and um, I can act a little bit in my lip syncing. So partial threats. And I think people like that. There's a lot of variety in what I do. Yeah. And I think as well, it's, the being able to see the real person being able to engage and being able to i guess in a sense see the personality behind what it is that you're doing um and it's also that light like you said there's lots of stuff going on at the moment that can be negative and can be stressful where a lot of people are in their houses they've got loved ones who are sick so it's that little bit of escapism without obligation to buy something or feel something yeah. apart from just joy which to me i think that's that's valuable i know i was gonna say i think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there and it's probably what i should have led with but um <laughs> yeah this is why you're the professional podcaster and i'm i'm just uh, rocked up in my in my jogging bottoms but um i get a lot of comments from people saying thank you so much for what you're doing and uh, your pod uh, your podcast sorry you're the podcaster 
my TikToks <laughs> um, have really helped me get through this difficult time and, and things like that. And um, it, it's the interaction as well that I, I try to write back to these people and say, I'm so glad you're enjoying it and I appreciate what you've said. But um, yeah, that bit of escapism seems to have been key to establishing uh, my my followers. And um, I think that's what they, they take away from my my silly little videos, uh, mm. a little bit of escapism and and joy. Yeah. And I think because the, the podcast today is about empathy and TikTok and empathy and mm. social media. So there's lots and lots of good stuff and we will talk about that because it is good fun. I mean, at the end of the day, it is good fun and everybody wants to be TikTok famous. But I kind of want to look at the other side as well of how to manage that and how what advice we can give to people who... Ha, like especially young people who have in their mind, I want to be TikTok famous. So I want to talk a little bit about the mental health and empathy surrounding that, sure. as well as um, people who are already on TikTok who are perhaps mm -hmm. having a little bit of success, the things that they can do to manage the, the dark side a little bit, mm -hmm. as well as probably your thousands of fans, like I always talk about having millions of <laughs> listeners, but you've actually got thousands of 152,000 followers. Yeah, oh, you checks, yeah. I do my research. <laughs> Done your homework. <laughs> um, but I want them to know what it's like to be you. So okay. to get to learn a little bit more about the person who's creating this stuff. And you said a moment uh -huh. ago it's about commenting and thank being grateful to the to the fans yeah. what are they tiktokers tiktokies uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't i say followers um followers, i don't know what the what the correct uh, term would be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but i think one of the things that people are looking for yes they're looking for that joy but I think also they don't just want to be recipients of that joy. I think because everybody feels very isolated at the moment, what's drawing them to you is that interaction, mm. that they get a like, they get a comment, they feel included, you do lives, you comment, you make people feel like they are visible. And I yes. think that's a very two-way street that, people are appreciating at the moment where not everybody does that, not all TikTokers mm. do that, but I think that's what brings people back on, on all social media platforms, to be frank. Yeah. But I think it's that little endorphin rush that people go, oh, he mentioned me, he liked my yeah, comments. Exactly. Um, and that, that gets people coming back. So were you aware of that before you started doing that or was it genuinely... Uh, gratitude that had you hitting like 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 like, like, like. Uh, yeah no that's an interesting question actually uh, on some level maybe but um it was more to do with the uh, I really appreciated and was taking the time to read all the comments because I was isolated and quite lonely as well during lockdown so I would give myself a bit of time and say oh I'll go through my uh, my TikTok comments and once I'd read them I'd like them to uh, show that I, I was paying attention to what people were saying, and uh, I'd write back as well when it was when it was a comment with a question or or they said something. I'm, I'm a sucker for a clever comment. I, I love <laughs> a love a pun. I'm, I'm all all over that. So um, yeah, it it wasn't a it wasn't a, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't a planned. Um, 
It wasn't a growth strategy. Yeah, a strategy. Thank you very much. That's exactly what I was kind of fumbling around looking for there. No, not at all. I mean, um, I, I'm sure it would work and, and did, in my case, very effectively. But it was actually that I had a lot of downtime in lockdown, nowhere to go. And um, I felt if people were taking the time to write comments, especially these nice, positive things, um, then I would um, like to show that it was appreciated by yeah. uh, responding or, or making it apparent that I had seen what they what they said. And it's something that I've kept doing because um, I'm very fortunate in that, obviously, the internet is thick with trolls. It's, it's awash with them. But um, the people that tend to comment on uh, my TikToks generally uh, are very, it, it's nice. It's, it's a positive thing because I don't, tend, I'm not using it as a platform to say anything particularly confrontational or to, um, come at people that maybe don't have the same beliefs as me which some people do do um and for that reason it tends to be nice little appreciative comments and i i very much is something that i would like to uh, get, respond to and give back because it, it's a pleasure <laughs> to do that have you had much in the in the negative comments like is there a way that you manage comments or what I have you seen on that side oh as it as I said, I haven't had a lot. I've been very fortunate uh, in that regard. But um, something that I didn't realise when I first started using TikTok, it was only when uh, things uh, started to take off a bit more for me that I started uh, digging around in the settings options and seeing what was what I could do behind the scenes to kind of improve what I was doing and how I was using the app. That I discovered there's actually a filter built into it for excluding negative or troll-like comments. Um, I don't know what the settings are for it, but it's automatically switched on when you set up an account, which I think is quite nice because they're looking to uh, try and protect their users and reduce mm -hmm. that nasty negativity. You can turn it off, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm being <laughs> party frightened and mm. um, I can get a hundred nice comments and one negative one, the one that I'll remember for the rest of the day is the negative one and it does stay with you. So. Generally, though, it's very nice. People have come into my lives, which is where you do a live stream. It's normally me doing the washing up or something for company. Cutting your um, own hair. Cutting my own hair. That was the first one because I thought, oh, I better do something important, you know, <laughs> so people will want to watch this. <laughs> Turns out you don't need to. They're far more interested if you're washing up or talking to the cats. But, um, yeah, uh, people have commented that um, mine are some of the friendliest lives that they've been into, and it is... Um, very much my my uh, follower demographics seems to be quite quite a friendly bunch, which which I'm very very happy about. So mm -hmm. as anyone would be. I mean, that's a bit of a um, pointless comment to make, but yeah, it's it's lovely because you can filter on certain words as well. Yeah, it, that's the other thing, especially with um, new people following you all the time. They all want to ask the same questions when they first see you, which is understandable. Um, but, uh, and also, it might be they're following you because of a new TikTok that you've put out, so it won't have the same comments as, say, your first TikTok, which has yeah. all these questions on. So it got to the point where I was asked, um, more than anything else, uh, whether I was single. Um, I, also get, <laughs> I also get marriage proposals and all, all sorts of um, fun questions, but um, yeah. And at the beginning, I would write back and say, no, I'm not, I'm engaged and things like that. But um, it, it never made any difference because I would be asked again. 
So then let's go there for a second. You've got all you've got 152,000 followers. They're all lovely. Yep. I'm going to hazard a guess they're predominantly female. Um, 80%. <laughs> how, I, I checked the stats for you. Thank you. Mm. How does your fiancé, because you just said you're engaged, how does your fiancé yes. react to all of this? Uh, she's um, she's generally okay with it. Uh, she isn't uh, on TikTok as such producing content, but um, she has her own interests that uh, she's been doing while I've been uh, enjoying myself on TikTok. And the attention has been surprising, to say the least. Um, she's seen it, but we appreciate that um, it's not necessarily people that um, I know that I'm going to run into in, in the supermarket or something gotcha. that are making these uh, very nice <laughs> marriage proposals and things. Um, it, it's almost as if uh, it's not quite real because it's, um, it's it's people all over the world that see me and see my TikToks and um, want to say something nice and it, it comes out in this way. And uh, she fully trusts me that I'm not going to run off to for example, the Philippines, much as I'd like to run off to the Philippines, it's taking it with a pinch of salt and understanding that it, it's not a dating app and it, I'm not using it for that Do you reason. think there are people who don't get that, who get caught up in the comments and the likes and who don't realise that it's not real? Like you've just said you kind of separate yourself from oh, it. Yes. I, I think Is that a conscious yeah. decision? It is, it is just for my own sanity, really, because um, I can, I can 100% understand because I've met people through TikTok that um, I would class as friends now, but um, you do, when you first find someone that you appreciate their content and you like it, or you write a comment and they write back, you do get that instant hit of acceptance and a buzz. It's like getting a, an exciting message from someone that you admire that's, that's very personal. And that's quite a strong feeling that I think would make you want to continue to interact with them, as you were saying earlier, because it has that reward sensation. And I can definitely believe, especially with um, some of the comments I've had, that uh, people do get caught up in that and want to continue to get that positive feeling. Yeah. Um, so it might be difficult to separate the reality from um the the app as a tiktoker when you're creating this content and you're getting this feedback it would be so easy to be i mean we're all on our phones all the time anyway yeah, without that level of stimulation coming out so sure. do you set boundaries around when you're on the phone when you're off the phone when you're participating in real life and chickens versus yeah. <laughs> and garage emptying you know. <laughs> and garage emptying and cats and That's like it. real life versus yeah. tiktok life i do try to it's um it does slip i'll be honest because i'm at home uh, at the moment because of lockdown and uh, job searching i th i do like to try and think now i'll do this for half an hour and then i'll go off and i'll do my next job that i need to do for example you know the vacuuming or whatever and then i'll i'll make some lunch and i'll come back and i'll check again in an hour and a half and i try to have a schedule where i do um kind of get some distance away from the app rather than sitting on it all the time the problem and the clever thing about tiktok is the the way um they're des they've designed the app to keep you on there as long as possible 
Mm. And one of the brilliant things and the devious things, if you like, about it is it never shows you things in a chronological order. So you'll be going through your news feed, for want of a better word, they call it the For You page, and you might see a video from someone that you recognise or someone you've not seen before. And um, it, it'll be a completely new video to you. You think, oh, this is fantastic. I must check out what else they've done recently. And it could be a video from two months ago. The TikTok's algorithm has pulled up and thought, right, we'll give that to Dave at the moment for a while. We'll give that to Leanne. And um, that, without any time or date stamps on there, there is a little bit, but it, you have to kind of look for it. It's not obvious, not like on Facebook or Instagram where you're going most recent posts first and so you go and look at their page or you keep going because you might see something new and it's fun to see something new and um that's one of the ways you lose time on the mm. app you, you spend more time on there than you think you were going to because you're always mm. looking for the next thing rather than oh right i'm up to date now i've seen seen everything yeah. i need to I'll put the phone it feels down. like a casino you know when you're yeah, walking to exactly. a casino and there are no exactly clocks that. and there are no guideposts and you end up down this rabbit hole and at the end you feel sullied, unusual and broke. Um, yes, that's it. Yeah, it just has that feel about it. But there are, th I mean, it does have its place. There are things that I've learned on it that yes. I never assumed that I would learn um, that have been very useful. That, that you didn't so, even go looking for, that somehow no. found its way to you onto your photo, into your consciousness, you're like, oh my goodness, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, and, and no it's that kind of thing that hooks you. Yes, I had no idea there was a drain on the front of my washing machine. Where did you learn that? TikTok. Oh, <laughs> I did not know that either, there you go. Um, so if we talk about some of the pressures, because you're having fun with it, you've set some boundaries around when you are and aren't on it, you've yeah. um, I tried to anyway. You've tried. <laughs> what are the consequences of not setting boundaries around this stuff? Oh, it would be so stressful. And you, the thing is, the, the actual going onto the app and things wouldn't be stressful, but it would impact the rest of your life. There's a funny TikTok that when I first started that people were using a lot where, and I, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was um, something about uh, people asked me how I am able to create all these TikToks. And what they fail to mm. realise is I've neglected every other aspect of my life. I think mm. I've lip-synced I've lip that one. And it, it's come out of how people actually feel about the app. Someone's made this, this video and everyone's used the soundbite because during lockdown, it did feel like everyone and their cat was on TikTok making stuff or spending time on there. And that's that's the guilt that you get as a result of spending. Obviously, humour and comedy has an element of truth in it, and that's why people were so drawn to this. They were feeling guilty about, I don't know, not emptying the dishwasher, not doing their ironing because they've been sat on TikTok, and yeah. it does. And then that gives you guilt, and then you feel unfulfilled because you've spent your day watching silly people like me opening <laughs> cans of Coke and failing to... <laughs> get rid of the bubbles so if you're producing content then is there pressure mm. to produce like does the algorithm favor if you do like three tiktoks a day every day and then you're almost disadvantaged if you don't produce that level of content like on some of the other platforms 
if you yeah. aren't producing regularly, then you're not going to show up and you lose your relevance and then you've got to start all over again. Does that start from the bottom again? Now, it's it's a very interesting question because TikTok has been very um, closed about explaining how their algorithm works. Nobody actually really knows outside the company. So everyone's making guesses. Everyone puts on their videos hashtag for you page because somebody somewhere thought that putting hashtag for you page would promote your video more. We don't yeah. actually know, but then you're worried that if you don't put it on there, you might disadvantage yourself. So most people except the big, big following base already will put that on there just because they're worried that you might be disadvantaged. Yeah. I, um, through, you know, reading around TikTok, have found that in the, in the guidelines actually from TikTok, they recommend you post, uh, I think it's about three TikToks a week to... Okay. Maximum. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the noise everyone makes because it's not the impression mm. anyone has that uses the app. They suggest about three a week. Common consensus is about three a day, which is mm. very different to what the, the official guidelines are. And the people that tend to do well are doing about three a day, I've noticed. Everyone, whenever I'm talking about this, is people kind of in my tier of follower base uh, you've got people with kind of i think jason derulo's got oh i don't know now last i saw was 23 million but i think that was just Whoa. on tiktok of his i think he's got something bigger than that now um and then you know people over 1 million they they don't have that pressure to do three a day necessarily i do feel it a bit i'll be honest i like making tiktoks and i do it for my own entertainment I never imagined I get like 10 followers. I've got a video where I say thank you so much for 5,000 followers. Um, mm -hmm. And now it's at 152, which is just mind blowing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I can't even comprehend that number of people. And I had a look at my analytics before this and um, I have, I average over a million views on my videos in seven days. And that's, that's oh. continuous. That's a rolling seven days a million is the concept of a million is just more than my brain can can comprehend if that makes sense it's so huge so how do you comprehend it does it add pressure or does it make you does it make you self-reflect or be more critical or do you go i'm going to do everything and they're going to love me <laughs> no definitely not i do um i don't worry too much about the content i put out because i i like what i'm doing but i do like to make sure now more than when I first started that I'm happy with it. I wouldn't just, um, for example, one shot it, lip sync it, and then post it without watching it again. Now I will be very critical and check that it looks like how I would be happy for it to look. It, it, mm. Like my, my own worst critic. Because um, I can tell what my voice should sound like coming out of my mouth and I can tell how my mouth looks. Someone else that watches it, they're not going to be looking at whether my tongue moves in time with the lyrics or the spoken word, but I am. So like before I do it, I will redo and redo something until I'm happy with it. And I think that's the pressure. And also I do yeah. feel a bit guilty if I don't put something out, which I never did initially, but after all these nice comments over time, I feel some sense of responsibility to help these people feel happy because I then get, oh, thank you. You've helped me so much and things. And yeah. then of course you don't, you don't want to 
feel like you're depriving people of something that makes them feel good. But at the same time, if I do have to clear the garage out, then that's <laughs> going to have to take priority. I'm sorry, much as I would prefer to be fooling yeah. around on my phone and, and being silly. So then does the additional self-critiquing, I mean, we talk about fifth, either 15 seconds or 60 seconds, we've got ah, 15 seconds three times a day, that's not a big deal. No. <laughs> that's easy. I'll knock that out oh, on the way to make a cup of tea. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, how long does it take? Like how long does the process take and how do you keep coming up with different ideas and creativity? Like is there a pressure around, I guess, time yeah. and creativity? It is it is difficult. I'd like to do more original content. One of the one of the great and useful things about creating TikTok is TikTok's built entirely on um, lip syncing to things. So you're not having to necessarily give your own opinion about something or having to sing for yourself. So it's it's very easy to find a sound that you like for a TV show you enjoy or a song that you love and you can lip sync it. So that that aspect makes the creative process, I would say, a little bit easier because you think, ah, oh, I heard that on the radio. I love that. I'll see if I can find it and I'll, I'll lip sync it or, oh, that's a good song. Um, let's see if there's a dance related to it. A lot of people do little TikTok dances, which um, they do and they put out. So you, you've got that kind of safety net almost, if you like, where it's not necessarily your idea, but you can take something and make it your own, which um, makes the productivity, I would say, on TikTok and the mass output that loads of people can do very quick because you have an idea and then you can you can use someone else as a template to do it, which um, I find very useful. And then if, like me, you're on lockdown and you're spending, excuse me, <clears throat> I've not talked this much for about a week because I'm shut in the house. Um, I get this on my lives as well, where I'm chatting away, then I suddenly go, <laughs> and I'm like, that's not my voice, what's happened? I've lost my thread now, I'm yeah. sorry, Leah, I was rambling. So we were talking about the time it takes to make a 15-second TikTok. Oh, I can come back to that, yeah. Um, so 50, TikTok, anywhere between 15, well, one second to kind of 60 seconds, and you think, well, that won't take long. I'll lip-sync this or I'll, I'll talk, and I've actually got a TikTok of me with some outtakes attempting to, I think it was tell a dad joke. This is going back a month or so ago. And um, yeah, 15 seconds, 20 minutes later, you're still there going, there, there, there. why have I lost the ability to talk? And as soon as the camera starts, you see, it's like when someone watches you type and your fingers suddenly feel like bananas. You can't, can't do it. It's, it's, um, it's just a psychological switch that goes in your head. So it, these TikToks that you see that look so effortless and perfect, what you don't see is the the 10 to hundreds of takes people have put mm -hmm. and the time behind them. And you think, oh, my God, that guy's so naturally gifted at, at doing Ooh. such a thing. And, um, yeah, they're, they're sweating. They've changed the top three times because they've changed their mind about it. That's funny. So mm. I think, yeah, I think there's an element of addiction that mm. could potentially need to be managed with TikTok in terms of the likes and the comments and the the create almost the creativity like that feeling getting that high from the creativity of it. Mm. So in terms of that addiction mentality, mm. so it's I get the high, I want more. I get the high, I want more. Yeah, or yeah. I'm trying to fill a void. So this is yes. where I'm going. 
you love me, you really love me. <laughs> they love me. I need more. Yeah, that's it. What will my people think? Exactly. Um, and I think that there's also that addiction to the creativity, to having something mm. to do, to feeling like you yes. have a purpose, to feeling like this is meaningful. And that makes perfect sense. That's so spot on, yeah, absolutely. So then I think it was perhaps you that said there's, a, there's something in TikTok that people have got to be aware of when they first start out. Something like a, yes. a, a like spike or yes. that's, what I, yeah. that's what I'm calling it. Um, I think that's catchy, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that because if people are going to start this TikTok journey and they want to, they've want, they got to mm. be aware of addiction and aware of time management and aware of getting addicted to the likes and all those sorts of things, explain that like spike yeah. to me. God, we're making it sound quite dangerous now, aren't we? But I think it is better. Absolutely. I think it's better to be informed about this because... So many people won't be. It's only because I've had a lot of time on my hands that I've found out things like this. So TikTok, as we were saying earlier, has an algorithm nobody really understands. So you don't know what you need to do to do well on the app, which is why it's so, so many people want to become TikTok famous because some people do and some people don't. And um, when you first use TikTok and first create content, it would appear that um, your earlier videos are prioritized. So you, it will get a lot more, they, sorry, your earlier videos will get a lot more views and go viral. Viral is too strong a word, but will get a lot of views and probably a lot of uh, comments and likes and feedback. So you get that initial buzz from doing well. And then after you've, you've got that taste of, oh, well, I'm going to be TikTok famous. People love me. They think I'm great. Um, you're constantly ch chasing the dragon, to use an addiction term, where mm. you're forever trying to reach that high again. So you keep creating content and spend more time on the app, and you want that feeling of recognition uh, to continue and for you to do well. Um, and and it's, it's quite well documented that this is something that tends to happen, and it's a trick to get you hooked on the app early on allegedly nobody knows allegedly. For sure, I should say. <laughs> it's it's in the black box yeah that's the annoying thing about a lot of social media it's you don't know you don't know so you don't want to risk not doing it like i was saying about hashtags and things earlier because you you want as many people to see what you've done as mm. possible because you're proud of it but you don't know so you're forever trying to tweak it to um to do well What's your driver at the moment to continue this? Uh, at the moment, because I'm not gainfully employed at the moment because my job role was made redundant. For me, it's um, it's a bit of fun. I enjoy it very much. Um, and also, I, I've been surprisingly successful on it, mm. which I was never expecting. So I feel it would be crazy to... Um, to stop while I appear to be on a on a positive trend of people following me and I'll see how far I can go with it. And while it's still fun, that's that's my main priority though. I don't want to be feeling like it's a chore to mm. put things out. And I don't, um, because I only do things that I like doing. And it it's a challenge as well. As I've progressed and, and done better on the app, I found more and more difficult things to do. And it's quite quite good fun mentally to see if I can, for example, 
<laughs> doesn't sound very challenging, but trust me, <laughs> lip sync something very complicated um, that's very fast or something like that. I get okay. I get a lot of enjoyment out of achieving it when I put achieving a particular thing when I put my mind to it. Well, you beat box and, the other day, so. Oh my goodness, yeah. Don't ask me to be box. <laughs> really difficult. Yeah, it, I'm 40 it, next year. <laughs> Learning to beatbox is a is a challenge on a Sunday it, morning, I think it was. Put it on your CV. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's a risk of people in the real world seeing this and going, dude, what are yeah, you it's, kids at? There's, there's a few that I've done that. I think it's funny, but I wouldn't necessarily be. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be promoting to um, potential employers, for example. But uh, my my uh, TikToks are very PG, kind of thirteen. Hmm. My mum has joined TikTok because Aww. I'm on there, and Lovely. she's popped up in my lives a few times, and I've kind of frozen like a deer in headlights. Like, what am I talking about? Oh but um, I'm not too worried. Um, I'd be surprised if uh, anyone that, well, actually, no, that's not entirely true. Sorry. Um, it has, as, it, as it's grown, people that I know have seen me on TikTok or people that, like my neighbour's children have found me and my nieces and nephews have found me. I've popped up yeah. on their feed, but I, I'm quite proud of um, what I've produced, some more <laughs> than others. But... Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not too worried because uh, I think what, I, what I've been putting out there is quite nice. I'm not ranting, I'm not uh, swearing very much, and if I am, it's generally in a lip sync. Um, and I think if a, if a potential employer or someone that met me in the real world saw it, they've probably been on TikTok because they're looking for a bit of escapism and wanted a bit of entertainment, and hopefully I've provided yes. that so they're not going to view me in a negative light because yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's maybe the people that aren't on TikTok that would hear that I've done it and thought, oh, that's a bit weird. He's, he's a bit old to be on there, but you know, they, how would they know is, is what I'm hoping anyway. So what do you think the reaction would be if it got banned? Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. Um, my idea is, and I would expect a lot of people to move their content creation over to Instagram, I think the way of the world is if they're creative people on TikTok, they're not going to sit back and go, oh, that sucks. I think they would get yeah. out there and create their own or make something happen. Yeah, they'll just find another outlet for it, yeah. I'm sure. So it, it's, I'm not worried and um, I, don't, I don't need TikTok to survive. This, it's not paying my mortgage, for example. So it's. Um, Do you it's think there would be fun. more pressure if, if you had figured out how to monetize this? And are there people monetizing yeah, TikTok? Yes, there are actually. And it's interesting. There's different ways to do it. You can, there's something called Creator Marketplace, where if you have over 100,000 followers, you can apply to TikTok to be approved. And if you pass their um, approval process, then you set up a an advert for yourself saying, okay. I have so many followers and, and things. And then TikTok, uh, the brands that are supported by this can get in touch with you if they would be interested in okay. you um, featuring their things in your TikToks and then they'll either pay you in, I don't know, a t-shirt brand would pay you in t-shirts or whatever, or <laughs> send or give you money. Depends on how popular you are and whether you, your demographic. You could be um, 
Yes, an actual paid influencer. So everybody says, I want to go viral. I want to be TikTok famous. I want to be, yeah, I mean, kids now, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be famous. I want to be an influencer. I want to be an influencer. That's it, yeah. So my question was going to be, everybody wants to go viral. Mm. What is your advice for how to manage that if and when it happens in terms of their mental health, keeping it in check and trying to navigate it in a, a healthy way? Yeah, it's um, that's a really, really good question. and something that I've thought quite a lot about. Um, I, I think it's important to set boundaries. I personally have struggled with addictions in the past. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Um, I'm an ex-smoker, which is why the whole way through this uh, chat, I've been fiddling with things with my hands because I'm so used to, and I quit quite oh, a year and a half ago smoking yeah. and I've still got that. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm still on Nicorette's, but <laughs> that's another thing. And uh, I study psychology at university, I have a degree in psychology. One of my friends that studied at the same time is now a psychiatrist. And she got in touch with me. She's very popular on Twitter and said, please, Dave, be careful. She'd seen I was doing well hmm. because these things can be addictive. And I know you've struggled in the past. And if you're forever chasing the likes and things that can take over your life, and when you're not online, you're thinking about what you should do next or hmm. is this TikTok going to do well? And I think it's so important to set boundaries and when, if, you do become popular, I think you've got to have something outside of this app or whatever it is that's that you're working on, because if you don't step back from it, it will become an addiction and you'll be worrying about it 24 seven, even when you're not doing it, you'll be thinking about it, you'll be stressing, you'll be like, what's the next idea? What should I do? Um, and why didn't they like this video? That's something that I see a lot on TikTok. These popular creators, um, they get an average of, let's say, picking a figure out of the air, 5,000 views per video. And then suddenly they get one that has 300 views. And then they make a video asking why this one hasn't got as many videos, because they're, they're worrying about it. And this is something to do with the algorithm or whatever. Yeah, why don't they like me? And that can really mess with your head and you've got to you've got to have something else to keep you keep you busy keep you occupied exercise um friends something like that and and try and control how much time you spend on there as well that's right. what i'm doing and uh it's not always easy i completely relate to that but mm. it's like anything you, you do think about it when you're not doing it but you've got to try and manage it you really do yeah and i think it's also, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's it's creating that distance. So, yes, a boundary, but creating that distance mm. between your emotional self and saying, well, I'm not taking this personally. It's not yeah. because they don't like me. There is an algorithm. There is a black box. Yes. There are forces that are greater than me in this little app. Um, exactly. But separating yourself and going, this isn't about me as a person. It's about yeah. an image. It's about what people I mean, people can only see a little bit of you. Yes. And then we people forget that. Make up the yeah, rest. they fill in the blanks, don't they? It's, mm. um, they see see a person that, you know, for example, is smiling all the time. They think this is the happiest person ever, but they're smiling because mm. they're creating TikTok and they're having 
fun at that time, but they probably, well, obviously everyone cries, everyone else has worries and things. And it's, um, that's a danger as well. When you see these people that are influencers or TikTok famous or whatever online, you've got to remember that they're only showing you their best self. Generally, even people that are having a rant online, they have carefully curated that rant, I'm sure, or they've watched it back and thought, yep, that's good enough. I'm going to share that with my million followers or my 150,000. But they probably, if they're, <laughs> I, I'm generalizing, of course, from my own experience, but you, you can watch my videos and I think they're, I, I'm very happy with what I put out for the most part. But what you don't see is I've got a drafts folder with a couple of hundred drafts in there of ones that are almost good enough. And I think, well, I'll save that because I don't want to, I might not do it as well again, mm -hmm. but then I've carried on and, and um, bettered it. And that's, that's how I want to be perceived online. And then I might go away and have a, have a really bad day and not okay. be smiling all the time. Cause I've enjoyed making my TikTok, but that's, that's not all of me. That's what yeah, that, um, that doesn't I think it's important you. to remember. No, exactly. And being a TikTok famous, I wouldn't, I'd say I'm TikTok popular. There's, there's different leagues of um, followers of these things. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not an easy thing to do, if that makes sense. And I don't want to sound like one of these influencers that's saying, oh, woe is me. I've got all these people that are relying on me. It's it. That's not the case at all. But um, if you're looking for, oh, I, I want to sit around and have people worship me for doing, doing a dance routine or whatever, and that's what TikTok famous or yeah. being an influencer is, in my very limited experience, it, it's not at all. It's people are relying on you to give them something. And if you don't fulfill that obligation, um, people will be disappointed. And that's a, a lot of pressure. Mm. which maybe haven't anticipated. I think people want to be nowadays an influencer because it looks like an easy mm. thing, like like the the deluded, for want of a better word, people that used to go on X Factor and show up and they couldn't sing, but thought that they should be famous because they would be rich and famous for being brilliant singers. And, and they didn't realise, I think um, there's an element of that where you think, oh, well, I'll just sit there and everyone will love me. But um, mm. a lot of... A lot of work goes into it. I heard a wonderful story about one of my friends who, um, whose girlfriend wanted to be an influencer. And uh, this was before people my age were on TikTok after lockdown. And she went to a place in London with a friend who was a professional photographer to go and buy a drink, take a photo looking wonderful and glamorous, put it on Instagram and then went straight home. And just for the views and the likes because this was the place to be seen and you don't you don't realize that you just think oh she went out for a nice night and someone did a yeah. candid snap and it's not it's someone with yeah. a proper yeah. it's it's there's always more going on behind the scenes and some of these people work incredibly hard and um maybe uh have created or opened a pandora's box if you like yeah. by becoming popular where they now are, um, yeah, in a situation that they hadn't anticipated, there's more to it than maybe it's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> mm. Because I think it's also finding that balance between the ones that you put lots of effort in, they don't do very well, and those they don't are, at oh, all. It's hilarious. <laughs> Just yeah. chuckle and get a million views. You're like, uh, how did uh, yeah. That happen? it, it happened to me where I did one where you had to guess my age, and it was just, um, 
oh, I'll make a TikTok. I've got, I think I was on my lunch break and it took, oh, hello, cat. It was a really quick, straightforward TikTok. And all I did was sit there. Didn't have to lip sync or anything. Uh, last time I checked, was it had 1.3 million views and it's by far <laughs> and away the most popular thing ever. It would be a bit of a complex because uh, on a daily basis, I get messages saying, you look 50. I'm like, oh my goodness, how depressing. I love this conversation. I think there's a lot to take away. So people who are creating content on TikTok, I think mm. there's really some important lessons there in terms of self-care, boundaries, um, self-respect, expectations. Yes. Um, for those of your fans, I think fans, followers, Followers. <laughs> you want to call them. Um, I think there's there's some really interesting um, insights today into sort of who you are and why you do this and the pressures that you have. Um, and I think also for the general public who don't know TikTok, it is a bit of fun and it is meant to be lighthearted and, and joyful Um but again, there are two sides to, to every coin. So what has been your absolute favourite thing so far about the journey and where yeah. you're at? So far? My favourite thing. I enjoy making these TikToks. And I sound like a broken record, but I do. And to get nice feedback. I used to, before I would go out, uh, lip sync songs with my friends when we were drinking or we'd do it in the kitchen. And um, yeah, it's just been such a pleasure to uh, have people to, to produce it save it so you've got a video of it doing it and then sharing it with people and getting nice feedback and the other thing that I had completely out of the blue is something I never even considered is I've made some friends through the app and it's been lovely um these are people I've never met yet case in point right here <laughs> and I can whatsapp them I can chat to them about my day and when you're in lockdown you've got nobody else to talk to Really, it's been fantastic because um, everyone else is in lockdown and my most of my friends uh, locally, you know, in real life, if you like, um, are doing the same as me and they're sat at home and you, you can't really message and say, hey, what have you been up to? Oh, I've cleared the garage. Oh, that's exciting. Whereas with people that you have this common interest of TikTok, for example, you can chat about what's been going on on yeah. your feed and things. And it's lovely. It's been a real social experience. Yeah. Obviously, I think I made this joke when I spoke to you last time I don't admit that I met anyone through TikTok I say we all met in prison and it's far less embarrassing but um yeah it, it's been a real surprise and the other exciting thing is there have been a lot of like-minded people that I would never have met before but you do get an idea of that person's personality from the videos they post and then you interact with them on their page and they they watch yours and you give and take and, and it has become I would say a proper friendship and I look forward to meeting these people in real life when uh, when the world gets a bit more normal again yeah. it's, been, it's been great and I think it's like what we were saying before in terms of the the likes and the comments it's that feeling of community that feeling of inclusion mm. that feeling of acceptance and I think the thing about TikTok is there's that real sense of authenticity even though you're lip syncing it sounds so yes <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't feel like it fits that you get authenticity through lip syncing. Mm. But there is that sense of authenticity then. We go, oh, I have a sense of who you are. I have a sense of your yes. personality. I, you don't have any pretenses, which means then when you do talk to people, um, and the good thing about TikTok is you 
choose who you talk to. Not everybody can message. Yes. So there's not this I, which is, I think, yeah, quite quite nice from a safety perspective as well. I think that's good because, of course, you don't know who's out there and and hmm. who's uh, what they're going to say and whether they're genuine or a nice person. So yeah, you can. But you filter. get a sense of people's personality, which means you can then choose who to interact with. There are no pretenses, and because your success seems to be based on a level of authenticity in your lives and in what it is that you do, mm. then I think it's really easy then to to create that connection, to create yeah. that sense of inclusion, to create friendships because it's not on this Instagram perfect yeah. um, There's, oh, presence. You, that, you know, this, um, this illusion, if you like, there's less, I think there's less of an illusion when compared to Instagram. There's another lovely TikTok where people are acting out the different personalities they have on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, you, you must have seen it. It's, it's a very common trait, but it's a really good one. And it's how you appear on Facebook, uh, yeah. Instagram and TikTok. And it's generally Facebook is quite an opinionated person looking like they're saying something or moaning about something. Instagram is this beautiful, fully made up, lovely person. And then TikTok, someone with a bottle of wine with their hair in a bun stumbling around the kitchen or doing a bad dance and it's nice it is that level of authenticity if you like where it's people having fun and that's what the app i don't know if that's what it was designed for but that's the area that i inhabit it's kind of become built around and it's it's really nice yeah yeah, yeah and that's, that. the, that's the that's the tiktok that i gravitate towards is yes yeah. yep cool I so enjoy I think there's a lot that people can take out of this. I think that your, your followers so. are going to fall in love with you even more. Thank you, you. Yeah, I definitely think there's something for people to take out of it, and especially for those who are thinking about having a crack at it, it's be authentic, be yourself, manage expectations, make sure you do the self-care, set your boundaries, and then just have fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. If you do want to follow Dave Shaw, Hello, Dave Shaw is Hello, Dave Shaw everywhere. Is that right? We're yeah, it is. Yeah, on Instagram, on uh, on TikTok, of course. It's yeah. easy. I th that way I don't have to remember different things. There you go. So hello, Dave Shaw. Go and check him out on TikTok. Thank you so much. Such Thank a pleasure. Honestly, so anytime. Much. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you. Oh, it's so nice you're... to talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go back to lockdown. You stay safe and you stay yeah, well. You stay. too inside thank you I, th I will i'll keep making tiktoks <laughs> thanks dave thank you take care thank you so much dave that was so much fun um, like i said if you do want to watch the video that includes dave's tiktoks as well as our outtakes and dave's cat Maisie, head over to empathyfirst.com.au slash interviews if you'd like to hear more empathy podcasts or if you'd like to learn more about our empathy training and our new online empathy courses you can always go to empathyfirst.com.au. My name's Leanne Butterworth. That was the Empathy Podcast. We'll see you again next time.